Welcome to Rocktanica, dudes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hope you keep that. <laughs> First episode of 2021. Here we go. Yes. Huzzah. Welcome to 2021, everybody. Isn't it so much better than 2020? Not yet. I almost died. <laughs> Again. Again, yeah. Well, now I just got the Rona. Yeah. Well, that was in 2020. That's but true. It was, you know, Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here's a fucking plague. <laughs> yeah. So today we are covering Randy Rhodes in all of his glory. Dallas. 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 What is a Randy Rhodes? I'm glad you asked, Alex. <laughs> So today we're covering Randy Rhodes, one of the most prolific pioneers of heavy metal guitar playing that ever lived, dude. Fusing his lifelong classical guitar knowledge with distortion, two-handed tapping, and sweet-ass dive bombs, he's created one of the most iconic riffs and solos of all time. What is a dive dive bomb? bomb? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're we're not guitar players. (laughs) Thank you for reminding me that you're not a guitar player. It's like some sounds that are like, oh, that sounds good. Like, was he jumping off the stage or what the hell was he doing here? Dive bomb is when you, you know, the whammy bar. Uh It's like, like, uh, if you pull it out and Uh you, you play a note and then you like slowly compress it down. So it's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Think, okay. think any intro to any Motley Crue song you've ever heard ever. So the 80s. The soundtrack of the 80s was a dive bomb, which uh, is yeah. also where we went in the 80s, so it works yeah. out. Oh, yeah. my. <laughs> so we're talking Crazy Train, Mr. Crowley, Over the Mountain, and Crowley. many more. Shut the fuck up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Crowley. <laughs> Horrible. Although um, his life was cut extremely short from a plane crash in 1982, he will never be forgotten when it comes to rock and roll, dude. So. Yeah. Yeah. Better to burn out and fade away. Not really in his case, but we'll talk about it. What? Let's start at the beginning. We're all good stories start. There we go. Hell Ro- yeah. Rhodes was born in De- on December 6th. 1956 in Santa Monica, California, the youngest of three children, just like me. Yeah, so he's a he's a war post-war baby. Yes, good for him. And his uh, both his parents were music teachers. His brother was also a mu- musician who performed under the name Keeley, K E L L E. Huh. Yeah, I haven't looked him up yet because I'm a bad researcher. <laughs> <laughs> and like. I gotta listen to all the sick dive bomb dudes. I don't have time to look <laughs> up for other sh- new music. <laughs> in 1958, when Rhodes was 17 months old, his father left the family and remarried. Boo. Boo. What a dick. What a dick. All three children were raised by mom, who ended up opening a music school in North Hollywood called Triangles Are Us. <laughs> <laughs> Masonia. Musonia? Musonia. M U S O N I A. Mm hmm. And she was a piano player. And so far, um, minus the asshole dad, we're off to a great musical family start. Super duper. The Rhodes family did not own a stereo of any sort, so they kind of made their own music. Randy and his siblings... Make your own kind (laughs) of music. (laughs) Sing your own special song. That was, that was my Mama Cass impression. It was beautiful. Thank you. Let me go Thank get a ham you. sandwich, and then we can really pull she this one together. She didn't choke on a ham sandwich. Yeah, she was killed by the CIA she heart was... attack gun. <laughs> yes. <sighs> we can get into it. Further episode of Rock. God a future episode of Rock. Damn Danica. it. When yes. I do my episode on Cass Elliot, 
I'm going to learn you a thing or two. <laughs> Get learned. A really good episode, probably. It probably would be fun. I'll cover the conspiracy angle. There's no... <laughs> Randy and his siblings would also put on uh, like little mock performances in the garage imitating the Beatles and the Stones. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, Roadster. So they're all fucking around with their little family band. Yeah. No, listen. Let's, everyone, listen. We're going to do... We're going to do a show, okay? No, you're... I don't Stop be reading Ringo. your book. Stop reading your book. Okay, we're going to do we're going to do a show now. Okay, but I don't you ready? want to be Ringo. Are you ready? You're going to be Ringo. Okay, I told we're going to do it. Now everyone pay attention. That's so on and so forth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably probably something like that. Alex, you're spot on. Still don't want to be Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> Rhodes started taking folk and classical guitar lessons around age 7 at his mother's music school because he's just Apparently being raised into a prodigy that he absolutely yeah. became. Why, why not take music lessons at your mother's music school if you like music? Right? Yeah. Seems to all correlate. Later, Randy became interested in rock guitar and began taking lessons at Musonia from an instructor named Scott Shelley. Shelley ended up approaching Randy's mom to inform her that he can no longer teach her son as Rhodes' knowledge has exceeded his own on the electric guitar. Uh, hey, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, he told me that you need uh, four strings on your guitar, and I only have three, so, you know, I think he's wrong, because I think you have, like, six or whatever, but, uh, you know, I only got three, the three, so I like I, he seems to already know uh, much more about uh, the, this guitar than uh, than I do, apparently. Oh, shit, this is a ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> So Rhodes met his future bandmate, Kelly Garney, while attending John Meyer Middle School in Burbank. And the two became fast friends. Rhodes taught Garney how to play bass guitar, and they eventually formed a band called The Whore. Love it. But there was multiple of them? Yeah. <laughs> Only one whore. No, together they combined their powers to become a singular whore. <laughs> I, I mean, I want to make a joke, but we're talking about middle schoolers. I was going to so. say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rehearsing during the day at Rodney Bernenheimer's English Disco. Uh, we're all great musical acts start. Yes, uh, <laughs> all of them in the 70s. was a popular Hollywood night spot, uh, famous for Iggy Pop, cross-dressing, and exposing himself on a regular basis to outside patrons. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> It's very Iggy Pop. Yeah, and the Runaways apparently hung out here quite a bit, so there's a lot of like... So it's a, it's a weird alternative music venue, kind of. Yeah, they're all having a good time. All right. Running away and exposing themselves to people who just want to get a drink. a wild time. <laughs> so they practice there. as far as yeah, I could see. <laughs> and they would practice there during the day, so, um, you know, before any of the fun stuff happens, and then, you know, get kicked out and go home and... Do it yeah, again. it's like the early show when everybody has X's on their hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they eventually made friends with a neighborhood kid uh, that had a high-quality stereo system because Randy and his friends weren't, like, super rich, so they didn't have, like, radio and vinyl all over the place it's and all that. It's great having the rich kid friend. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. They, they got their rich kid friend, and they would smoke him out in exchange to listen to his records, like That's Mountain, very fair. David Bowie, and the Scorpions. Mountain's pretty dope. They don't get the credit no, they're due. They, I've never heard of Mountain. Mountain is um, uh oh no no it's the it's Mississippi Queen yeah they did Mississippi da, 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 Queen da, 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 you know what I mean yeah they're they're a Southern rock band they're, they're dope. great check does not ring a bell but I will check them out apparently never played Guitar Edit. Hero too <laughs> <laughs> so on July eleventh nineteen seventy one when Randy was fifteen it all changed when Alice Cooper came to town <laughs> you could say that things were one way and then when Alice Cooper came to town. 
they were another. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying. You're picking up what I'm putting down. And I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when everything changed. changed. So there was a pre-Alice Cooper and a post-Alice Cooper. Am I yeah. understanding this? Yeah. And there Randy was like there was a, viewing him a line. There was like yeah. if you went on a line, there was like before time. Mm-hmm. And then you cross that line. And then after time. and But that, that line there that makes the before. It's just a big cardboard cutout of Alice Cooper. The after is just like Cooper. Alice Cooper. Yep. Boom. Boom. Okay. Just want to make sure we're all on the same page. <laughs> Got to. So he was about 15 when his brother took him to that concert. And um, once Randy saw that, he was just getting into rock. He's smoking weed with his friends. Now Alice came to town. So what a degenerate. All over, dude. <laughs> yeah, 70s Alice Cooper. That would be rad as shit. And that was when he was the like most evil man in all of show business. Yeah. And <laughs> it was, was like them and Kiss. The most scary thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, we turned out just to be two old white people what? just to love golf. <laughs> I remember like seeing Alice Cooper and I'm like, man, that guy's hardcore. And then realizing that school's out for summer was written by him. And I'm yeah. like, this is the most like <laughs> school's out for summer. Yay. It's like, <laughs> it's the biggest like look does not match the music at all. At all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can't judge a whore by his cover, Zach. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> at age 16. Rhodes and Garney formed a band called Little Women. So we're on band number two now. Teenage bands, you know, whatever. Same same two people that did The Whore, and now they're called Little Women? Well, see, they read Little Women and were so moved by it that they decided well, to name their band after. I mean, so they had The Whore, they had Little Women. My first band name was, I didn't name it, it Noisy Hoodlums. And the <laughs> second one was Watiza and the Splitters. Woof. Okay, I mean, that's better than mine, which is... <sighs> The 25th biannual Terry Shiva Memorial Spaghetti Feed. Hell yeah. <laughs> spaghetti because you can fit it down the little tube. Yeah, no, I are, you being, are you being serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you making a family band with like just two piano players. <laughs> Dually pianos. I think, I think Dallas doesn't remember Terry Shiva. Sure as fuck doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm okay. just totally, whoop, Google that later. Okay. Yeah, that's a... Uh, so we got... We That's got... an Easter egg for you. It's a gift. Okay. When I'm editing later. <laughs> yeah. So we got Little Women now. We're 16. Well, Randy's 16. And they were Little, little Women. women. <laughs> Randy started teaching guitar at his mother's school during the day and playing live gigs at night. When he graduated from Burbank High School, his participation in a special program that allowed him to... Uh, basically graduate early and Mm -hmm. then so your senior year basically is like all half days yeah and so then it let them teach guitar during the day go to school in the morning teach guitar and then go play music at night yeah because he kind of already knew i I fuck school i just want to play guitar so it's like oh you still got to do a little bit of school yep (laughs) and children can have can have a little school (laughs) a little school a little bit and kind of reminds me of like i would I went to an alternative high school, so I internshiped at a music school on Tuesdays and Thursdays to like teach. Mm-hmm. And then I did that for two years. And then guess what I did after high school? I taught music. It's Imagine crazy. That. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Fucking wild. You for your career after I, high school. That I quit. But still, it worked. I mean, you did it for a while. <laughs> I did it for you two years. You found out there was no money in it. And then <laughs> yeah, I did it alongside a full-time job working on trains at night. So there I would teach go. in the day, take a nap work on trains all night repeat Hmm. wildlife it was fun um so while he was teaching music at the school he runs into kevin durbro just kind of a funny name and drummer drew forsyth the band soon changed its name 
to who wants to say it okay is it quiet riot it's quiet riot <laughs> i thought this was quiet riot i always knew we were quiet riot <laughs> You are Finally, correct. a band name that's not about like tiny girls or, <laughs> or yeah. sex workers. <laughs> yeah, it's not called like Quiet Horror. <laughs> God. Yeah, that would be awful. That, that's uh, awful. Uh, I'm going to make my new, ma- new band. It's going to be called Lady Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet Riot quickly became one of the most popular acts in the Los Angeles club circuit. And by late 1976 were signed to CBS and Sony Records. All right, so so the band's getting off the ground. Everything's going good. Mm-hmm. So where's where does it turn yep. bad? Yeah. Oh, we uh, we're getting there. Right. Um, <laughs> we got some time. We got some time. So we have his pot smoking buddy he grew up with, and he meets two other guys. Now they're in quiet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's the classic story. You find a bunch of kids in the neighborhood. You form a band, and hopefully it's a success. Yes. Yeah. And hopefully ran- none of them have a uh, felony. You know. You know. <laughs> or it could make your band cooler. Yeah. <laughs> so Randy's polka dotted theme became an emblem to the band as many fans began showing up to Quiet Riot shows wearing polka dotted bow ties and okay. vests, that emulating. Sense. That's the hardest garment I've ever heard a polka dot bow tie. tie. Don't be talking about my bow tie. <laughs> But this is the late seventies, so we got glam coming, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh... bow ties are hard because they're really difficult to tie. They really are. They're a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck with the guy with the bow tie on. He's very dexterous, if anything. (laughs) So fast forwarding to the band's second album, tensions began running high, incredibly high. Incredibly high. Incredibly high. Super high. With songwriting differences and and songwriting and visionary differences. So like their aesthetic, what songs they're gonna write, everybody's just squabbling with each other. Is this where that joke comes from? What, Maybe from the Simpsons, like I thought we were quite right. I thought we were. <laughs> yeah, they they were they were they were famous for arguing. So <laughs> I thought we were poison. They, yeah. it, the band was literally made up of four A type personalities, and they mm. all wanted to go a different direction. I see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or is that spells? Ah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But four A's. Yeah. And an H. Exclamation point. Got to. Add two more exclamation points in there just for good okay, measure. Okay, good measure. Th- three yeah. exclamation better, points. Better safe than sorry. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, actually, like it could it. be three A's, three H's, three exclamation points. You know, sharing the load. So they were recording their second album when Randy overheard Garney, um, the guy who played bass. You taught him how to play bass. Mm-hmm. There was a pot smoking Childhood friend. friend yeah. Childhood friend. He was overheard him hatching a plan to shoot Durbro, the lead singer, during the recording of the second album in the studio, so like bust in there and, and shoot him. Huh. Really, that's gonna bad go plan. over real well. Yeah. No, so you want to make sure you loudly talk about fucking murdering someone. your band member. Being, yeah. But also, like, as far as plans go, to get rid of your lead singer, horrible plan. Why would you kill them in a recording studio where they could be recorded? Yeah, he's, he's Pink singing into Floyd the mic. Floyd already did it, and they simply abandoned their lead singer because he was crazy. <laughs> so you know, there are other well, options. There are other options. <laughs> It wasn't crazy. It just never had a chance. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> he had no chance. But the point is, is that they effectively excised him from the band. Uh, there's other ways. Uh, you to don't do need it. to murder someone in the stu in the studio. True. You do that in a back alley. You fucking <laughs> stoned asshole. Right? Or you take him up for a nice calming boat ride. <laughs> Yeah, like what's that actress where they got on the dinghy and he, he allegedly like pushed her in the water and she died? 
Oh, fucking. Uh, Grace, it wasn't Grace Kelly, was it? No. Yeah, yeah I think it was Grace Natalie Kelly. Wood. Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. There we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, let's go on a, come on, drunk Natalie. We're just going to go on a nice boat. <laughs> and meanwhile, Christopher Walken's just sitting in there drinking a beer. Like, yeah. hey, what's going on? Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> so Glad one of us tried for the accent. <laughs> and I failed. I, tr- I swung for the fences. I, <laughs> I swung it. and I just... Christopher Walken is not my not my forte. I prefer Christopher Reeve. So, (laughs) god damn it! (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) So Randy confronted him, and Garney ended up just firing the handgun into the ceiling, and then starting a fist fight with him right then and there in the studio. And then the engineers just like turning up the levels. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) And hip hop was born. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah, so anyway, I was going to plan a... Oh, what a sick beat. (laughs) So he was left with no choice but to fire his his co-founder, or co-founder of Quiet Riot and best friend. That'll Um, do it. So, see you later, buddy. So the lead singer's gone. Uh, The bassist. But did any of them have to leave on a gurney? Oh, got it. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah, that took me a minute, too. (laughs) Garney. Yeah. Wolf. So it's 1979, and word on the street was that Ozzy was back in L.A. looking for new band members to fill the gap from the fallout of Black Sabbath. Ozzy's back in town. Ozzy's back in town. He's just wandering around the streets. Just, just, I want to be a guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought that was quite right. There he is. <laughs> and that joke will never get funnier. <laughs> Randy at this uh, point. It was never funny, but uh, we just beat it until it was just a bloody pulp. Just, yeah. Well, I thought it was funny. <laughs> Randy at this point was a very well-known top-tier L.A. face melter at this point. so He's a known quantity. Yeah. All of his friends and his even his fans were pushing him to audition. And for some reason, Randy wasn't really interested in the prospect of kind of filling old shoes like he, he liked black sabbath and everything growing up but it for whatever reason he 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 started his own band he was doing his own thing like he was trying yeah well you said type a personality also <clears throat> ozzy was kind of not really old hat at this point but he was kind of like the previous he, generation he did like, refer to him as like the yeah. the predecessor the he wasn't new and fresh he exactly was like yeah pre-existing property and um I mean, it was really well known at the time. I won't go too far into it, but basically, Black Sabbath kicked Ozzy out because of all of his like drugging and drinking mm-hmm. and being belligerent and crazy and unpredictable. I mean, that and he's dress. the only one left alive. Actually, I don't know. Are other people uh, in Black Sabbath still alive? Tony <laughs> Iommi is probably. I think he's dead. Actually. I think he's dead. <laughs> Tony Iommi had uh, three tips of his fingers missing, and he played with like little stubbies on. Yeah, or and then later got uh, extensions that he mm. would put on during shows. No, he, he was in did, an. Did he lose accident. his fingers before Woodstock. or after uh, being in Black Sabbath? Uh, like during, during, yeah. during. It was like yeah. right during. before they hit big. Did they? I, I heard a story that he lost the tips of his fingers, and because it was easier to play d- lower notes, they like pitched everything down. That might just be like early fun rumor, but we'll find out one day when we cover Black Sabbath on yeah. Rock Canada. <laughs> Someday. Stay tuned here, folks. Yeah. Five years from now. <laughs> so finally, Randy agreed um, to get everybody off his back. He was like, fine, I'll do it. Fine, fuck Whatever. It. <laughs> so, okay. So he finally agreed to audition for Ozzy just to get everybody off of his back. And his final show with Quiet Riot would be in September of 1979. 
the day before Ozzy left for England, Randy came in and auditioned at Ozzy's LA, Ozzy's LA studio. Okay. So hmm. he he says he's going to do it, puts his name in the hat, gets the call. Yeah, just to shut up his friends and family, who I'm sure were you know very encouraging. <laughs> I've done that before. So Randy brought his Gibsonless Paul and his practice amp and started warming up in the in the studio. So it's the classic like uh, mixer board. Ozzy is behind the glass, mm-hmm. and you know you get let in by somebody, and it's like, all right, play me something. Mm-hmm. I thought you were quite right. <laughs> um, so Randy got his guitar and everything, and he starts warming up. And Ozzy, who was very drunk, said at the audition. Uh, or said about the audition later. He played. I can't do his accent. Um, yeah. But this is a quote. He played so. He played this fucking solo, and I'm like, "Am I that fucking stoned, or am I hallucinating, or what the fuck is this?" <laughs> so <laughs> there's always a good sign. Yeah, when someone's yeah. like, "That's so good," I feel like I'm on drugs. Yes, <laughs> and I am, but I extra feel that way. <laughs> Could be all the drugs I'm on, but it's what it's I not. used to do drugs. I still do, but I used, used to, to too. <laughs> so Ozzy, rest in peace, Mitch. <laughs> Ozzy hits the button, and it kind of radios in like, "You're no longer in quiet, right?" <laughs> and then that was it. He got the job on the spot. Wow, just warming up, practicing. Yeah, and Randy was really like baffled afterwards because he was like, "I didn't really play. do anything. I wasn't even like, I didn't get going yet, dude." So, like, do you think he had a um, now? Was Randy Rhodes uh, super self congratulatory in general? Was he like super into? So he's like, "I'm fucking great at guitar." Or do you think no, he had he like major imposter syndrome because he never actually auditioned for the role? probably the latter because he wasn't really like he wasn't really arrogant or like i'm the baddest all Mm -hmm. the time he wasn't Mm -hmm. he wasn't like that he was just very very dedicated and worked really hard gotcha so yeah imposter syndrome no joke everyone has it even successful people who deserve to be where they are it's very hard they still have (laughs) it (laughs) yeah might might have been a little of that honestly i'm sure so ozzy extended his stay for a few more days um, well, the coke in LA is really great. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, and he needed to recover from getting his mind completely blown onto the ceiling in the recording studio. So there was yeah, that yeah. too. They ended up jamming a few times um, with the other members that Ozzy had lined up for the band, and pretty much in LA there in '79, Ozzy Osbourne was reborn. Yeah, yeah. This is when he comes back with the blonde, poofy hair, and, and he's uh, just bloated. Yeah, Wait, Ozzy Osbourne with blonde, poofy hair. He did. Oh, I, I will show never, you a video. I've never seen pictures of this. Randy and... Rhodes is in it too. It's really cool. Oh, oh it's God. wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll put. I'll put a. I'll put a picture up. Because he looks like you know modern nineties two thousands Ozzy that you might be familiar with, but he has blonde, poofy eighties hair. Oh God! Yeah. And he's wearing a white like frayed jacket with the little tassels, a fringe off the sleeves. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he often wore it with no shirt. Blue tights. Oh God! Yeah. Yeah. He he oh. was a, he was a sight to behold. It was incredible. <laughs> so but this was his renaissance. This was his career renaissance. Yes. So once again, the man got in the way of rock and roll. At first, the record label, when Ozzy got back to, to England or wherever the hell, um, they were like, well, he's not English, so we don't want him. <laughs> wow. I want everybody I mean, to be English in this lineup because they're, you know, like yuckety yuck record producers. Like, you're, you're coming back onto the scene, man. Everything has to be perfect. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. The British, no way. 
Oh, what? <laughs> Eventually, Ozzy convinced them otherwise, and Randy was set, all set, packed, ready to go to fly off to London and meet meet with Ozzy and get things off the ground. Mm-hmm. However, he didn't have the proper paperwork and was held overnight in a holding cell. God damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then he was handcuffed and put back on a plane handcuffed to the United States. And it's the like the 80s, or it's 79. So what there's no phone. What do you have phone. to do in the 80s yeah. to be handcuffed, I... to be put back on a flight to the United States? Like, shouldn't they just be like, sorry, you can't get on the plane? Like, I don't understand. Have you ever seen an ID from 1979? It's handwritten. <laughs> it's, it's just a on a yellow piece of paper. <laughs> Although, funnily enough, uh, in handcuffs is not how you fly on spirit. God damn it. <laughs> Another arrangement was made, and on November 27th of 79, he met with Osborne at Jet Records offices in and London. irony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not yeah, handcuffed on a Jet Records in London. <laughs> they, uh, they traveled by train to Osborne's home. Um, it was here. Randy lived with them. It's convenient that the tracks went right up to his garage. <laughs> yeah. No, they're... Yeah. <laughs> they don't, you don't even have to stop. One of the cars detaches mid-rail and just parks itself. Well, it was the crazy train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it was Randy and Osborne and his then-wife, Thelma, and his two children. And that's where Randy hung out for two weeks. They kind of like, you know, hung out, got to know each other, played music, did mm-hmm. the whole thing. Fun stuff. Yeah. Getting to know each other. <clears throat> yeah. Probably doing copious Touching wieners. Yeah, touching wieners. Touching tubes. Touching tubes. <laughs> that's that's my, British. <laughs> my new favorite emoji thing is when you take the two finger guns and you just put them together. <laughs> but you just add it to sentences that don't need that context. <laughs> my favorite thing to do, it, not so much emoji speak, but is to, when you're having a conversation, uh, make a statement that has some like kind of... Uh, weight to it grammatical weight to it and then mm-hmm. say no pun intended even though there's no pun super and just move on <laughs> and don't dwell on it and like they'll be thinking like what was the fucking pun <laughs> you're, you little domestic terrorist <laughs> if it wasn't for that horse I wouldn't have spent that year in college <laughs> as in uh, giddy up giddy up <laughs> college a degree granting institution <laughs> was he riding the horse and he bet on the horse what the fuck happened <laughs> so the band set off um, to create the blizzard of Oz featuring <laughs> it's the I'm first sorry. album it's not great though in retrospect <laughs> that's really bad that's yep. so stupid I mean I'll give I'll give your little smirks a, a pass no it is a it's a pretty bad album name um, so, Ooh, sorry. Has there ever been an album called the wizard of odd? No, you can make this, you can be the change you want to see in the world. That, I, I want to be the world I want to see in my change. <laughs> oh, get more all the, right. <laughs> should get more of the quarters though. <laughs> I'm all about the nickels, baby. Ooh. So the blizzard of Oz was the album that featured crazy train and Mr. Crowley. Um, Crazy Train and Mr. Crowley actually placed 9th and 28th, respectively, on Guitar World's 100 100 Greatest Guitar Solos um, through, like, a reader's poll. And then Mm -hmm. Crazy Train ended up placing 51 out of 100 of Rolling Stone's Best Guitar Solos of All Time. So, 
It puts puts Randy First on the L. map. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. yeah, he's super on the map. He's yeah. got three I mean, out that, of hundred. That didn't happen overnight, but just some perspective on like no. how big of a deal those fucking. But he <laughs> he becomes the sound of Ozzy. He mm-hmm. helps build that that like squealing guitar sound. Yeah, he's a fucking inventor, dude. It's like a little tiny hundred five pound scientist, <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> He's a science gnome. Yeah. <laughs> kind of does look like a like a weird like if gnomes were skinny. Mm. Just don't feed like them that. for long enough. <laughs> Let me out. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so they go on tour around the UK and it's received very well. Ozzy has all of these pre-built in Sabbath fans already ready to go. Yeah, he's a known, he's a known quantity. Yeah, so as many of us know, Ozzy was struggling with drugs and alcohol at the time, and most of the band took, like, partook regularly. But mm-hmm. my favorite thing about Randy is instead of, you know, like, partying all day and night and doing a bunch of drugs. Oh, fuck me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> um, and hanging out with the dudes he would wake up early and go take guitar lessons from just like local music schools or people who taught around towns that they were in. That's kind of dope. Yeah. (laughs) And he, all he really did was drink Coca-Cola and chain smoke cigarettes. Like Um, a good American. (laughs) Like cigarettes. Smell like cigarettes, Jenny. My cat smells like cat food. (laughs) (laughs) So he was a really true student of music and even considered leaving the band after the first few albums to go back to school and get a degree in classical music theory because that's how he was trained. He hmm. just added distortion to it and kind of... Yeah, made it... <laughs> but it made, he took something that was formal and gave it an edge. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of metal like that is exactly that to this day. It's just classical music with edgy distortion added. Oh, I've heard yeah. the jazz drummers make the fastest metal drummers. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're and fucking they're, nuts. And they're the best at um, at uh, switching things up on the fly. Because with jazz, you have like mm-hmm. time signatures that are fucking all over yeah, the place. Yeah, metal has those like stop-go shit. Exactly. And, yeah. So following a UK tour, the band recorded another album, Diary of a Madman, in October of 81. My favorite Much album. better than yeah. Blizzard of Oz. It's also a much better album, in my opinion. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. From front to back, I like it better. Yeah, than Flying High Again is a great fucking song. Over the Mountain. And this is Ozzy Osbourne? Mm-hmm. Not Black Solo Sam. Ozzy. Yep. Like, okay, Solo Ozzy. Yeah, yeah so it, he's just... Ozzy Osbourne is, is Ozzy Osbourne, like the band. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so that was October of 81. They, they get that album done. And then in December of 81, Rhodes was voted Best New Talent by the Readers and Guitar Player magazine. Um, and he was voted Best Heavy Metal Guitarist um, by the UK-based sound magazine. So the UK people eventually were like, maybe we shouldn't be Actually, a classist piece of out shit. he's all right. <laughs> he's one of the good ones. Mm, yes. <laughs> So, next year in February of 82, Record Magazine wanted Ozzy and his band to record a live Black Sabbath album. So, essentially, they want him to go back and cover all of the songs he already wrote in a live format and then put it out. Sure. Because it was the the studio, the label that wanted the him to do that? The management wanted him to well, do the that. the song's okay. already written, so just fucking go perform them and we'll put out another album. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Randy was not on board with this idea... Um, for obvious reasons. Because... I thought we were quiet, Ryan. <laughs> Randy, if I told you once, I told you a thousand times. Because <laughs> for Randy, recording this is a step backwards in his mind, and also he's just covering 
Tony's songs. Like these aren't Randy's songs. These yeah, are yeah. Tony's songs. What the fuck am I Tony doing? Tony Iommi, the original. He's like, no, for... I got the man, man. No, I got this idea. Okay, you know, like uh, you know, I wasn't really into the whole like re-recording the Black Sabbath shit because you know it's like it's in the past, man. It's in the past. But you know, but what if? Like you know, we give it a little twist. We do it again, but this time, ragtime. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, genius Hawkins. <laughs> so Ozzy threatened Randy that he could, if he didn't want to do this album, he could replace him with one, Frank Zappa, or two, Gary Moore. Whoa. And it's just ye- Ozzy yelling in a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's yelling at Randy through the reflection of the mirror, but he thinks that's actually Randy. Exactly. I can do fucking Frank Zappa over your so I know who Frank Zappa is, but I don't know who Gary Moore is. I don't either, actually. I know who he is, but I forgot. It's not part of this episode, folks. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Moving Stay tuned on. for a Gary Moore episode. <laughs> again, Eventually. <laughs> again, Randy gave in and agreed to the deal. His plan was to finish the tour and then yeah. make... Because um, he's still probably fairly young at this point, so and you've got... Yeah, he's not even 25 yet. Just, like, threatening you. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, so he's like, fuck, fine, I'll do it. So they're they're on tour right now in the States. They're going to finish the tour up, go back, get this live Black Sabbath cover album bullshit done. And mm-hmm. then he's like, fuck you guys, yeah, I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm going to school to learn classical stuff. <laughs> I'll have you replaced with a bromange. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon. 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 <laughs> Took us 30 minutes to get there. <laughs> I just really... Ozzy's wife and the wife of Stan's dad in South Park are both Sharon. Yeah. I think that's- <laughs> Sharon! Sharon! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love South Park. So, Rhodes played his last show on Thursday, March 18th, 1982, at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. The next day, the band was headed to a festival in Orlando, Florida called oh. Rock Super Bowl Roman numerals 4. 14. Rock Super Bowl 14. <laughs> okay, so so how long after he pieced out from re-recording Black Sabbath album? We haven't got there yet. So they're, they're in the middle of the tour when the management was like, hey, when you guys get back, you're doing this. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so they're so, still on a tour promoting... Uh, yeah, they're under contract and everything. the second album. Yeah. So he's... Blizzard of Gore. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the name King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? I hate it. Um, what do they do? They do funk metal? Funk metal? There's metal involved and another genre involved, and I'm really not sure, and they're from um, here, so I hope they don't listen they, to this. I mean, <laughs> I haven't listened to a lot of the music. I know a lot of people like them. Um, the name sounds, I think, more um, kitschy than I am interested in. I'd agree with that. They're probably great, but like the name kind of turns me off a little bit, because I'm just like, okay, what kind of weird... What kind of horseshit am I going? I feel like I'm going to see a jam band. Right, 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 right. But now, if you had presented me an album that says the 25th biannual Terry Scheibe Memorial Spaghetti Feed, I'd be like, I'm down. I'm surprised we're not listening to it now. We are. Mother of God. It's the sound of death. (laughs) By starvation. Yeah, no. I have 20%. Okay. Again, Dallas, no idea. <laughs> Ro- <laughs> we'll figure out what he edits. <laughs> Rhodes, okay, so he plays last show, blah, blah, blah. 
Osborne recalls his final conversation with Randy, yelling at him over after a day of heavy drinking. The last thing Rhodes said to him <laughs> that night was, quote, you'll kill yourself, you know, one of these days. Rhodes said this, this to Osborne? Yes. Yeah. I thought Osborne was going to be like, I wish you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> God, that I mean, they're going, to, they're going to Orlando, Florida. They're all might as well be dead. That's fair. So they stopped at the Flying Baron Estate in Leesburg, Florida, to fix a malfunctioning AC unit while Ozzy was passed out in the back, sleeping off one of his forever benders. Mm. The, the estate had its own airstrip with small helicopters and planes parked all around. Without permission, the tour bus driver, this fucking wanker, Nope. He, we got a wanker alert. Yeah, we got a wanker alert. <laughs> so the the driver gets out. The driver's name is Andrew Acock. Terrible <laughs> name. Terrible name. Um, he pulls out a... What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls out a single-engine Beechcraft <laughs> F-53 plane um, from... From where it's all parked, so there's a bunch of planes and helicopters. He pulls so, this one out. So the bus driver gets a plane. Yes. Okay. He good. just acquires one of the planes. Like you do. And he's not licensed for the plane? We'll get to that. Well, he's okay. playing some Grand Well, actually, I, f- I forget if I mention it. He used to be a licensed pilot. He is no longer a licensed pilot he kept at this time. crashing his planes. It's just him. It got shoot to him, like, drunk, throwing paper airplanes in his backyard. <laughs> uh, dude, I used to fly all the time. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, they, Why are you throwing them into the fire, sir? <laughs> well, shall they fly? <laughs> they go up in the air. <laughs> so they take a, a pass around the countryside with... Um, so we got Andrew Acock flying and the keyboardist, Don Airy, and the tour manager, Dick Jake Duncan, as passengers. So they're all just hanging out in this Dick, fucking plane. Dick Wait. Jake Duncan? Jake Duncan, yeah. Oh, okay. okay, so so the planes or the bus is getting repaired, so they decide, fuck it, let's take mm-hmm. a little jaunt, a three-hour tour on this <laughs> single-engine, most dangerous plane to fly. Yeah. <laughs> so he flew over the bus to, quote, buzz it, which basically yeah, means, fly like, real low. fly real low oh. over it, and then it, like, shakes and rattles, and it's, it's going to freak everybody out. It's people on the ground. It's a show of skill, and you're showing off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's... But um, he's a bus driver. Yeah, exactly. Not the man I want <laughs> doing that. So they do that a few times. They go around the countryside. When he landed, Randy and makeup artist Rachel Youngblood hopped aboard. Um, Though Randy was really afraid of flying, he wanted to take some aerial photos of the countryside for his mom. So now we have like eight people in a five-person plane? No, they got out. They got in. So Acock's still flying. Now we got the... Um, he dropped off his previous passenger. Mm-hmm. Say that was a blast. You guys should go. Yeah, you got your turn. Go with the flying cop. <laughs> Get the fuck out, dude. Don't do anything I would. <laughs> anyway, next passengers, hop on board. He has like eight pairs of sunglasses on. <laughs> his face is just covered in cocaine at this point. <laughs> He's like Mrs. Doubtfire with frosting, but with cocaine. Exactly. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Well, the reason he broke the AC was just playing with it. <laughs> so during the second flight, more attempts were made to buzz the tour bus. Yeah, just fucking around. Acock, God, I hate his name, um, succeeded in making two close passes, but botched the third attempt. Mm, don't at a, the third one. Yeah, at about 10 a.m. Three times is a pattern. <laughs> at about 10 a.m. after being in the air for approximately five minutes, one of the planes 
plane's wings clip the top of the tour bus, breaking the wing into two parts and sending the plane spiraling out of control. Of course. The initial impact with the bus caused Randy and Youngblood's heads to crash through the plane's windshield. The plane severed the top of a pine tree and then crashed into the garage of the nearby mansion, bursting into flames. And they were all killed instantly. Holy shit. I was going to be like, but did they live? (laughs) No. (laughs) As it turns out, they did not. (laughs) All three bodies were burned beyond recognition, and Randy was identified. How do they fucking know, man? How do they fucking know? Well, they found the camera with the beautiful pictures of the countryside. (laughs) Recognition is not dental records and personal jewelry. So that's Mm. how they identified him. No, I did not know that it was such a. A, such a violent crash, and B, that it was on some private property, which is some dickhead tour bus driver yep. fucking around. Yeah, that's why it's annoying, because it wasn't like they were flying to go to a show No, or they were something. just dicking around while the bus guy was getting fixed. He was trying to take pictures yeah. for his mom. What's his name, the bus driver? Aycock. A- Andrew what? Aycock. A irresponsible person. He really should not be flying that plane. <laughs> so, according to Sharon Osborne, um, she was just a... Uh, part of the management at this time they weren't married yet yeah. no uh sharon's always ozzy or managed ozzy he wouldn't yeah. have a career without her she's mm-hmm. like ah oh, he's in a weakened state of trauma would you like to go on a date sir <laughs> oh lord all good love stories start with a shared trauma there you go. well and i learned that from television mm-hmm. and sharon and sabriel sharon and uh check out seven bells grand <laughs> god damn it seven bells podcast okay so sharon was asleep on the bus um and she awoke during the crash um and fucking plane hit it well you would be surprised (laughs) you'd be surprised about the other people that didn't wake up well of course ozzy didn't wake up you couldn't wake that guy up with a fucking nuclear explosion (laughs) yeah um so i got some bats for you i heard you were hungry So she, she, her recount um, is just a single quote. They were all in bits, and it was just body parts everywhere, Fuck which me. is fun. Keyboardist. <laughs> <laughs> Don Airy was one of the only members of the band to witness the crash. He said, it was, uh, he said that he was standing beside the tour bus um, taking photos uh, of the plane that he planned on giving to Randy later as they were flying around. Hmm. And right before the crash, he saw a struggle between Randy and Acock in the cockpit. And then there was a bunch of swerving in the air. And then the plane crashed. Really? Uh, what, so, so this hmm. is. So he's probably trying to. Okay, you're, you're fucking up here, buddy. I got to take over. <laughs> that is real type A personality, I have to say. Or like, hey, or he was just whacked to, out of his mind, like trying, trying to, to dive yeah. bomb the tour bus. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. get someone killed, and let's yeah. fight about it. Yeah, you've done five times and in a row. <laughs> there are there are a couple conspiracies that I'll get into. They're not really conspiracies; they're just a, like allegations. allegations. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so this is uh, Don's eyewitness, the keyboard player, his eyewitness account. I had my camera, and I was taking photos of the plane to give to Randy afterwards. I had my telephone telephoto lens i don't know yep, this telephoto telephoto lens. Lens. yeah and i could tell that there was some sort of struggle going on on board the plane the wings were rapidly tilting from side to side on one point the plane almost become became perpendicular no more than six feet from the ground jesus oh god yeah. that's not good <laughs> that's when i put down my camera and saw the plane right in front of me so he like 
you know, he's zoomed in and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, can't. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and it quickly crouched to avoid getting hit. Looked over my shoulder and I saw that the wing had clipped the bush, crashed into a tree and exploded on impact when it hit the garage. God damn. No, single engine planes are f- not to fuck around with. <laughs> yeah. No. And he goes on to say it all seemed like it all seemed so innocent. We all arrived in the morning. Oh, and keep in mind, he was the, on the first ride and then yeah. got off. So he's already oh. fucked around in the air and yeah. had his fun. Yeah. So we arrived in the morning. Andy offered Don. Uh, Andy offered to take us up. I must admit, I was a little bit scary. He was starting when he started to buzz the plane to wake the people the inside up or the bus to wake people inside up. But after a few attempts, we landed and that was it. Well, right after we landed, Andy came up and told me that he was going to take Rachel up for a ride. And in the beginning, we were aware of her heart condition. He assumed um, that we were going to take it easy. Circle property a couple times and then mm-hmm. no crazy stunts mm-hmm. and just come back. Yeah. So when Randy heard that they were taking uh, Rachel up, he was like, oh, well, she has heart condition. I better go. And uh, it'll sure be everything's fine. Well, that and like if if she's going then he's not going to do anything crazy oh yeah so i'll right. be fine to go because i'm afraid to fly but i, I want to take I pictures see. for my that mom makes sense yeah so the well, that's a fucking bummer yeah <laughs> so that's kind of his account and his uh what he saw mm-hmm. from that so the obviously after the crash the entire group was quite distraught um the remaining band and crew members were forced to remain at the Leesburg estate for two additional days um, because they had questioning from like the police and the investigation and all this stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of questions to be asked after you crash a fucking plane you weren't <laughs> supposed to be on into a mansion. Yeah, there's going to be some <laughs> questions. questions. Be some questions to answer. So, um, and then during this time, Rhodes' brother-in-law flew up from California to try and identify the remains, but what ended up doing it was his dental records and jewelry and stuff yeah yeah now if you can a quick uh if you can accurately identify which blackened lump is your relative <laughs> you win five hundred thousand dollars meanwhile ozzy's in the background just holding up the charred hands like it's still good we can use it well, I might use his back well here we go so ozzy's account is at approximately 9 a.m on friday March 19th, 1984. I doubt he said it in that order. I was awoken from my sleep by a loud explosion. I immediately thought that we hit a vehicle on the road. I got out of my bed, screaming to my fiancé. Oh, I guess they were fiancé at the time. Sharon! Sharon! Sharon, get off the bus! (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, she was screaming to everybody to get off the bus as well. Um, After getting out of the bus, he says bus a lot in this, I saw the plane that had crashed. I didn't... (laughs) (laughs) Bus. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who was on the plane at the time. When I realized our people were on the plane, I found it very difficult to get any assistance or help from anybody. So everybody's kind of like freaking out in their own way. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to say, in fact, it, al- it almost took a half an hour before anyone arrived at all. It's like 10 a.m. So, mm. you know, uh, one small fire engine arrived that appeared to squirt three gallons of water over the inferno. <laughs> it's like a guy who just comes over, dumps a Miller light on top. Yep, that's yeah. doer. Well, yeah, somebody from the tour of us grabbed the fire extinguisher and ran over there and tried to put it out. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? At least it's, yeah. Um, we asked for further for assistance. <laughs> such as telephones and didn't receive any further help. In the end, we finally found... Um, a phone that was not destroyed in the explosion, and we called everybody. So, 
Moving on. Um, so there, there is uh, one like kind of um, theory besides this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, while I was doing my research on like all the family members and who were affected, uh, remember in Towns Van Zant when his son was driving down the road and they're like, whoa, Towns back to back? That never happened. And he was like, what? And then um, the third wrong. song was mm-hmm. waiting around to die. Yeah. Well, uh, Randy Rhodes' girlfriend was driving in the car and she remembers hearing two back to back Blizzard of Oz songs on the radio. And then she was like, this is not uncommon, but still like remarkable enough. And she's suspicious. And then a third song came on. Oh, he did. Oh man. And then the DJ announced that Randy had been killed. And so she pulled over and, you know, bummer. Yeah. Yeah. bum, Bum out. But okay. So the theory here, which actually like the more I read about it, I was like, that could be a thing, but also like, why would you, why would you let this guy who's so irrational into your like life and put him in charge of driving everything all the time. (laughs) So ACOC's estranged wife, Rhonda had spent the last night on the bus with the band and everybody was aware. Sorry. Do you think she knew her way around a cock? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently not because they're fighting a lot or maybe she did. And he was, he sounds like the bad guy. Yeah. Sorry. I just, it it was right there. It it was right there. I didn't even see it. I ran right into it. (laughs) Like, like a pole wall texting. (laughs) Yeah. God. According to witnesses want, or the witnesses are the keyboard player and the, the bassist. Mm -hmm. Um, Wanda emerged from inside the bus shortly after the second flight took off and was standing in the doorway of the bus watching the plane as Acock made his final approach. The witnesses, well, the bass player and the piano player, um, surmised that Acock was like he's having all these family issues with her. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he, the reason Randy was struggling with him is because it, it looked like on reflection it looked like he was trying to crash the whole plane into her into Uh, the whole bus mm, just to like sort of horrific revenge like wife suicide husband murder suicide thing yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. and so that's why they were fighting in the cockpit because randy was trying to at least avoid do this and kill the kill everybody in the whole freaking equation (laughs) yeah if he killed the entire ozzy osbourne band (laughs) yeah he would have killed sharon he would have killed oz Oz, he would have killed the keyboard player the bassist the drummer randy the makeup artist tour manager everybody would have been um well probably um so given the struggle in the cockpit described by the by don and and the bass player um they were kind of thinking you know that could potentially be a plot to kill his ex-wife or whatever but could be, could it's not be a murder suicide by airplane. Yes, yeah, yeah. He he had the opportunity. He had the motive. So it, yeah, and he, he <laughs> Ozzy later admitted that Acock had been staying up all night doing cocaine prior to the crash. Just and what no, you want, a bus driver. No one witnessed yeah. him go to sleep. Cool. Mm. So had he, he probably didn't. Do, do, does anyone know if he had any sort of murderous or suicidal ideation before that point? No, it's just all the cocaine and the fighting with the wife and everybody Nobody listens just like, to the bus oh driver. My God, yeah. Sorry, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Acock did have um, copious amounts of cocaine in his system when they you tested don't it. Say. And Randy's. How, but how did they test him? He was a burnt lump. 
Well, yeah, but he's still a body. Test yeah, they're like, get whatever you just want like lick forensics. him, be like, yep, Coke. <laughs> well, you, I don't know. <laughs> it's Florida. There's a lot of weird things. <laughs> I'm not a, a mortician, <laughs> but uh, when they tested Randy, his to- toxicology test uh, came back all negative except for nicotine, which is like status quo for him. Um, the NTSB investigation determined that ACOX aviation uh, certificate had expired six years ago <laughs> after he was in the, he was the pilot of a different fatal crash. Super. Ah. So was that involving his previous girlfriend? God, probably. I'm glad we keep putting this guy behind the wheel of vehicles. <laughs> yeah, just bang up job. Literally. Yep. So Rhodes' funeral was held at the First Lutheran Church in Burbank, California. Serving as pallbearers at the funeral were Osborne, Altridge, Sarzo, and Rhodes' former Quiet Riot bandmate, Kevin Dunbro, the guy who um, almost got shot by his crazy ex-bassist. I see. Yep. On his coffin were flowers and two photos of the guitarist, one showing himself and the other showing him on stage with Osborne in San Francisco. Rhodes was buried at the Mountain View Cemetery in San Bernardino, California, and on his tomb was an inscription that said, an inspiration for all young people. Huh. And that is it. Well, that is my uh, interpretation of the Randy Rhodes story. too soon. 25, yeah, it was 25. Yeah, this wasn't even a case of like the candle that burns twice as bright burns out, you know. Wrong place, wrong time sort of shit. Exactly. He just, he was, he got behind the, he got in a plane with an asshole that shouldn't have been fucking flying a plane. Mm-hmm. Amen. What a wanker. Yeah, I, I don't like <laughs> what that guy. A I'm glad he burned cock. <laughs> a cock. Yeah. The, uh, cock. And he was in the cockpit. Mm. Yeah. Well, too many cocks in there. Yeah. yeah, too many cocks in the kitchen. Damn it, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is kind of just a sad series of events because, like I said earlier, they weren't actually flying to a show or anything. Yeah, and it's not like he, uh, Randy himself yeah. fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> and he didn't even really like flying. He just wanted to take pictures for his mom. Mm, that's a shame. And he probably did take those pictures, and they probably burnt up in the plane. Probably, yeah. So, that sucks. Um, but no, Randy Rhodes is great. Um, he's an excellent guitarist, and I heard him when I was in fucking middle school, and I just... No, and especially if you only know of, like, Quiet Riot from Come On, Feel the Noise, it's like, Randy Rhodes was their first guitarist? And yeah. It's like, yeah, that sounds fucking weird, but yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> um, I really, I can't tell you how many times I've watched Mr. Crowley and I don't know, like, early 80s live, mm-hmm. where just, like, the polka dot guitars... And I'm just like pounding five beers in a row in three minutes watching this. Um, and then I got in this plane with a guy named Baycock. Yeah. <laughs> and we did a bunch of cocaine and I died. <laughs> Podcasting from beyond the grave. God. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. We um, we have an Instagram. Uh, it's the only social media platform I use. And that's called Rocktanica Pod. And uh, so you can hit us up there if you want to hear something. You can keep up on what we're going to cover next. I try and post all of the um, playlists associated to the episodes there as well. So this one will be Rocktanica slash Randy Rhodes. So you can look that up if you want to get into him. If you haven't heard him before, you want to get back, whatever the fuck, dude. Um, We have uh, another podcast that Alex and Zach do. 
Yeah, it's called uh, The Seven Bells, and it is a uh, book podcast. It is a uh, 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 chapter-by-chapter read-through of my favorite uh, young adult fantasy series. Um, Right now, we are on book two called Lyriel. Just Uh, starting. Just starting. It's really cool. Zach and I do that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Or you could start at the beginning so you have like some understanding of what we're talking about. With 30 episodes you can listen to. 30 episodes. So, so. Yeah, something like that. Oh, that's (laughs) impressive. Yeah, uh, it's pretty fun. We've been having a great time with that. Yeah. There is also, Zach, what is the third podcast we have on our network? We have our original and flagship show, So What'd You Learn? Uh, the podcast where we learn from people's mistakes so you don't have to. And how. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a really fun uh, interview show. We're really hoping to bring back when the end times aren't happening. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, it was a fun interview show where we had people come on and uh, tell stories from the life and tell them tell us what they learned so we had a whole and the mistakes that they have made yeah. indeed street samurais morticians <laughs> and um seer school of and <laughs> pegging someone while wearing a bill clinton mask that yeah, is a real story too. go listen to it it's fucking great <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good shit in there uh so yeah and also don't forget to rate and review and subscribe uh to all of our shows yeah. on uh, itunes or apple Podcasts, where the fuck they're calling themselves now um, yep. really helps us out really uh, gets the shows out there yeah, and, give, uh, and give us five star reviews uh, because those are the only reviews that actually help us in any way and yeah if you hate it just don't, don't spend your energy <laughs> just move on with your life yeah just move on why are you listening now <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm um, surprised you're listening now <laughs> oh one last thing I did make a Rocktanica email it's just rocktanicapod at gmail.com oh, if you want to send any email type things our yeah, way questions comments concerns diatribe yeah. mm-hmm. whatever you want dude it's fucking rock and roll cue the guitars <laughs> goodbye everybody we love you